Hey, hey, everybody. It's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. We are here today on episode 105, y'all, and we are going to be talking all about accountability in marriage. Now, this word accountability, I think, gets such a bad rap. People don't know what they're doing. People are trying to hold other people accountable who never asked to be held accountable. It is a hot mess. And so I wanted to do an episode today to talk about not only how accountability in marriage works, but to really break it down at the basic level as to what is accountability and what does that look like in a marriage. So it's going to be an incredible episode. I also have some really, really exciting news I cannot wait to share with you guys. I'm going to wait one more week and I have some really big news about this podcast that I am super excited to share with you. So if you are ready for a great episode, let's go ahead and get into it today. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Okay, friends. Well, I am so excited to talk about this topic, y'all, because accountability in marriage and accountability in relationships, y'all know whenever I say marriage, you can always just sub out relationships. So if you're not married, but you're in a romantic relationship or even just a relationship with a coworker, a friend, a child, a lot of this information is going to be relevant to you as well. But I'm so excited to talk about this, y'all, because it's something that we don't talk about enough. And before I even get into all of that, some of y'all are wondering how I'm doing health-wise. And I just want to say thank you so much. I got so many responses on Instagram. I had put like one little post on my stories like, hey, I haven't been on social in forever, but I'm still alive and I don't need sympathy, but I do need prayers. And so for those of you guys who are wondering how I am, those of you who are avid listeners of this podcast, um, I had COVID, as you probably know, and I'm doing much better now especially by the time you hear this episode. You might still hear a little bit of congestion in my voice, but um, yeah, I'm doing so much better. It was an ordeal. I'm still dealing with PTSD, literally, like just, I don't want to get on a plane again, not for another two months at least. So, um, all right, y'all, before we actually get into the the episode, though, I do want to read to you guys our latest podcast review. These are like my favorites, okay? So this podcast review came to us from Apple Podcasts, and it is from Jam Swa. Okay, that's how I pronounce it. Obviously, these are initials, but it's J-A-M-S-W-A. And her podcast review is titled Good Stuff. She says, I love listening to you talk about marriage. You help me in my own mind to figure out how to communicate better with my husband. I have listened to about six episodes in two days so far, so I haven't taken your advice into effect just yet. All right, y'all pause. Real talk. When I first read this review, I said she's listened to six episodes and she hasn't taken my advice But nay, I had to reread it. She said, I haven't taken your advice into effect just yet because obviously it's only been two days. Okay, unpause. She says, I am not religious at all, but I can absolutely respect what you have to say. 
You're fun to listen to. I find myself chuckling at some of your phrases. You've got me so involved, I actually got out a pen and paper to take notes. Thanks for all your help. You're awesome. Well, Jam Swa, I think you are awesome. Thank you so much for that incredible review. You guys, that is what it's all about. I love when I can get on these episodes and really just have a conversation. Like if we were at coffee, if we were having tea with our pinkies, upward. And we were just talking about marriage. We were just talking about real life. We're talking about relationships. And hey, if you ever feel the need to grab a pen and paper, do it. I mean, I'm all about about it. I actually encourage you all to do that. Pause the episodes when you need to. I don't want you to just be entertained or just get some good information, but I really want you all to have revelation. I want you to be inspired to take action. I want to empower you in your relationships. So that's just warms my heart. I'm so grateful for that review. All right, you guys, let's start talking about accountability. Y'all, a lot of us just jack this whole topic up. I mean, think about how many times have you thought like, I need to keep my husband accountable, or I need to keep my coworkers accountable, or somebody needs to keep me accountable and help me to stop eating Ben and Jerry's at 1030 at night. Or I need to be kept accountable so I can work out every day. Or I need to keep that person accountable so they can do fill in the blank. You all, when we look at accountability in that way, we are completely missing the foundational truth of what accountability is all about. So the definition of accountability is acceptance of responsibility for one's own actions or behaviors. Did you guys catch that? Some of you need to like let that sink in. It's accepting responsibility for our own actions, our own behaviors, our own thoughts. When we think about accountability being external or being directed at somebody else, we have already missed it. We have already started to infringe on somebody else's boundaries And we are trying to manage that person's behavior. My old pastor used to say it's sin management, right? Like how many husbands have said, you know, I got to be accountable to my wife, you know, and what I look at on the computer or a wife might think I'm going to keep my husband accountable. And and basically what we do is when we operate in relationships that way, we're like, I got to be accountable to this person. This is my accountability partner. Then we're going to list all of our mistakes, all of the ways that we messed up and basically wait for them to judge us. It's sin management, and it's not effective. And so what we want to do today on this episode is really talk about how accountability should show up in your marriage or in your relationship, and then how we can, first of all, keep ourselves accountable. Because if you're not willing to be accountable to yourself, chances are pretty slim that you're actually going to be accountable to somebody else. So how can you actually become accountable for your actions And then if you are in a marriage or relationship, how then can you help to support your partner in helping them to be accountable? Some of y'all are like, I'm going to turn this podcast off right now. I was waiting for her to tell me how I could make my husband. I'm sorry to disappoint, but keep listening because I think what we're going to share is going to help your husband, should he be so willing or your wife or your partner to become an accountable person. Okay, so when we are accountable, we are willing to be transparent. What does the word transparent mean? Transparent, think about like a a transparent film, right? A transparent piece of tape. You can see through it. It's, It's something that isn't hidden. It's open. So when we're willing to be transparent, we are willing to be open. We're willing to be honest. We're willing to truly let other people see in. What's going on inside of me? 
This is what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to let other people see inside of here. It's also when we give other people the right to observe and to evaluate and even give us feedback on our behaviors. Think about it. If we're working on a job, we all know that we have to be accountable to someone. If you have a nine to five, if you are an employee, every employee has an employer. And guess what? Even if you're an entrepreneur, you probably still have some measure of accountability. So we all have it. It's not something that we can escape. But again, it's not so much like I want these other people to be responsible for what I do. It's understanding that first and foremost, we are responsible for what we do. So according to FocusU.com, and FocusU is a website that's dedicated to providing impactful and engaging learning methods. So it's a it's really more of a business website, but I, I love a lot of the things that they provide. So I'm going to link to them in the show notes, FocusU.com, Focus, the letter U.com. So according to them, they actually have a four-step process to accountability. And I am totally stealing this because they said it way better than I could. All right. But I'm going to link to them. So it's all good. All right. So this four-step method that they give for accountability, number one, see it. Number two, own it. Number three, solve it. Number four, do it. So see it, own it, solve it, do it. All right. Let's break it down. Number one, see it. They say that you have to muster the courage to see it, to see what? To see whatever the behavior is, whatever the action is that you need to be accountable for. So in a marriage, let's just use kind of a basic example of being accountable in friendships of the opposite sex. So first of all, if you're going to be an accountable person, you have to muster the courage to see it, to see your behavior, to see your own weaknesses, to see your own limitations to see your own temptations, to see that having friends of the opposite sex with no accountability is a problem. If you don't see something as a problem, you won't treat it like a problem. And so then when other people tell you that this is a problem, immediately you're going to have conflict because you don't see it as a problem in the first place. So the very first step in accountability is to see it, to muster the courage. And I love their verbiage here, to muster the courage to see it. Y'all, it takes courage to be honest. It takes courage to really look inside of ourselves and to say, you know what, maybe I'm not strong in this area or maybe I'm not as strong in this area as I think I am or as I hope to be. That takes courage and it takes humility to do that. So the first thing is that we have to be willing to see it, okay? Number two, we have to own it. Find it in our hearts to own it. You know, when I think about finding it in our heart, the word vulnerability came to mind. Vulnerability goes a little beyond transparency because we can let people see us, right? That's being transparent. But being vulnerable takes it even a step further where not only are you able to see me, not only am I showing you the truth of who I am, but I'm also willing to show you my heart, my inners, why I do the things that I do, not just looking at what I do, but why I do the things that I do, my internal motivations. And so when we own it, then we have to be willing, again, to be honest with ourselves, to deny our pride, to be humble. We have to be willing to apologize for mistakes that we've made. That's all a part of owning it. And something I failed to say about seeing it is we have to know 
what we are responsible for. And if I don't know kind of the rules of engagement in our marriage, then I'm going to mess up every time. I talk about this a lot when I talk about boundaries and expectations and being really clear on what is expected of each person in a marriage. We can't just assume that our spouse knows what's expected. I mean, some of this stuff, you're like, Dana, this is common sense, but common sense isn't so common. So it's better to just be on the same page, to be clear in your expectations. Okay, number three. So we said, see it, own it. Number three, solve it. Obtain the wisdom to solve it. What does this mean? Put those boundaries in place if need be. There's a whole episode that I did that is specifically dedicated to boundaries and marriage. You can go to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 49 or just scroll on down to episode 49 and listen to that. It's super important that we understand how we need to set boundaries in marriage. Another part of solving it, getting the wisdom to solve it, whatever the problem is, is to get coaching, to get help, to get an outside perspective, read your Bible, do something. Find solutions to solve the problems that you are facing. And then number four, do it. This is exercising the means to do it. What does that mean? That means commit, okay? So now that you've you've gone through the steps, you've got the courage to see it, you've got the heart to own it, you're seeking out wisdom to solve it, now you gotta commit to doing it. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 3, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I have that printed off. It's like a little frame in my office because I need to commit my works to the Lord. Everything that I do, it's not just a great, brilliant idea on my own. I pray about everything, y'all, like everything. And when you pray about something, you can have the assurance that when you commit that to the Lord, he is going to help you. He is going to give you the tools that you need to succeed. So exercise in the means to do it. If you say that you're going to do something, do it. This is about being a people of our word, taking responsibility for what we say we are going to do. Ladies, it's time for you to level up your wife game and join me for my next Wife Life Group Coaching Mastermind. Experience the best of both worlds as you glean from the wisdom of me as your main coach, plus a supportive team of women supporting women in marriage. During our weekly group sessions, you'll receive support on issues concerning your marriage and participate in real talk. Somebody say real talk. Real talk discussions on topics like communication, boundaries, sex, mommy issues, self-care, and so much more. Ladies, you are not going to want to miss this. Registration is happening right now at danashay.com forward slash wife life. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash wife life. Wife life is open to all married and engaged women. So be sure to invite your friends. Don't delay, ladies. Register today at danashay.com forward slash wife life. Now, there are many different areas in our marriage where we need to be accountable. Think about it. We need to be accountable in the decisions that we make. Just before I started recording this podcast episode, Sean comes in here in my studio and he's like, we've got to get a bigger TV. And I'm thinking, we literally have, y'all, like, I don't even want to tell you the size, huge TVs downstairs, okay? We don't have a TV in our bedroom. That's always been a fight. We're just not even going to talk about that right now. But Sean wants a TV in our room. I don't. I won. Okay. But we don't have a TV in our bedroom. And so we have like a gym 
um, in our house. And that's kind of like our multi-purpose room as well. So it's our gym. It's also like a, another TV room. And so he's talking about in that room and he wants to get a bigger TV. And I said to him, well, Sean, I need you to talk to me before you go out and purchase a TV. And he kind of gave me that look. You know, like that look like I make more money than you. What are you talking about? Um, (laughs) That's not what he thought. Yeah, that's not what he thought. Uh Uh-huh. But he gave me this look and I said, no, I'm serious. Like the TV that we have in there is fine. It's it's big enough. I work out to that TV all the time on YouTube. Like it's good. And so he's like, no, need another TV. And I said, well, can you just talk to me before you go out and buy a bigger TV? So... In episode 108, we're going to talk about whether that happened or not, but we all have to be accountable in our decisions. When you get married, you do not have the luxury of just doing whatever you want to do and just making decisions sans your partner, okay? We don't always have to agree on everything, but we do need to be in conversation about everything, especially big things like large purchases. So one of the ways that you'll have to be accountable in your marriage is in your decision-making, In your finances, again, not only when you want to purchase things, but how much credit should you hold? Should you hold any credit at all? Who pays what bills? What happens when the bills are not paid? All of those kinds of things, we have to be accountable. We can't hide money. We can't, you know, think that, well, this is mine. When I, before I got married, I had this kind of money. I, I don't agree with that, y'all. I'm not really about like prenups and all of that. And that, that's a whole nother episode. You know, if you've got that kind of money that you need a prenup, we'll do a special episode for you. Okay. Most of us are not in that uh, demographic. Okay. But some of us, you know, we, we need to become more accountable in our finances. We need to be more accountable in our sexuality. All right. How do we carry ourselves as married people? Our sexuality isn't just our sexuality. When you get married, it becomes both of your sexuality, all right? So how can we be more accountable in that? And then it's our technology. And there are, of course, many other ways. These are just kind of the four that I'm highlighting for this episode. But technology, how do you carry yourself online? Do you have shared passwords? Can your spouse access your social media accounts if need be? Are you showing up single? Are you showing up in people's DMs? Like, how are you carrying yourself as a married person? We have to be accountable in these different ways. And I know that I'm stepping on some toesies here because sometimes, you guys, we just feel like, you know what? I can do what I want to do. I'm an adult. And the truth of the matter is you can. You can. And you will also be probably single in a few years. If you do not accept the fact that when you get married, you are automatically accountable to your spouse. There are certain things that we have to be willing to die to in our own flesh. There are certain things that we have to be willing to give up and to surrender. And that might be opinions. It might be attitudes. It might be the way that we do things, right? Like before I got married, I always did it this way. Okay, hurrah, hurrah. You're no longer single. You're now married, so the way that you've always done things needs to change if your spouse doesn't like the way that those things are done. Marriage is like one huge conversation. It's constant give and take. It's constant growth. It's constant learning. It's constant feedback. So now that we've kind of established some ways that we have to be accountable and in what areas we have to be accountable, I'm going to go ahead and answer the question that I know is on so many of your hearts. And it's then, well, Dana, how do I hold 
somebody else accountable? How do I hold my spouse accountable? And again, if you go into this whole conversation, this whole topic thinking it is your desire, the Lord created you to hold that man accountable or to hold that woman accountable, then you've missed the point. So I would say that you first have to understand what accountability is, which is what we just talked about. Your partner, your spouse has to be willing to hold themselves accountable and then to make themselves accountable to you. If they don't want to be accountable to you, my friend, you've got deeper problems. So if they're willing, though, they're like, yeah, you know what? We're married. I need help. Um, I want you to hold me accountable. I'm willing to be held accountable. Okay, then these steps are going to work for you. So the first thing that I would encourage you to do is to set clear expectations. Like I said earlier, if we don't know our roles, then we're going to mess up. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to overstep or we're going to not do what we're supposed to do because we don't understand our expectations. Think about it. When we get a new job, most of us, we have some sort of meeting with HR, right? And the HR director gives us expectations and guidelines. They say, if you're going to work here, this is how this job operates. If you're going to work here, we've got a dress code maybe, or we've got a phone policy. We've got a sick leave policy. These are vacation policies, policies and procedures. And sometimes, you all, we need to kind of have a little policies and procedure conversation in our marriages because people get married and it's just the wild, wild west out here. So we have to be willing to say, what is expected of me and what do I expect of my spouse? All right. So set those clear expectations. We did a whole episode on setting clear expectations in marriage. That was episode 48, way back. Jannard Moore, such a great conversation. It was one of my favorite conversations on the show. And so if you haven't listened to that, Again, realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 48, or just scroll, scroll, scroll until you get there. But number one is set clear expectations. Number two, how do you help keep your partner accountable? Provide help if needed. If needed, circle that. Circle that in your mind. If needed. I am a very capable woman. And I tell Sean this all the time. Sean, Sean's a hero. He is a hero. He is in the military. He is a firefighter. He uh, runs our safety security team at our church. He is a hero, okay? Sean loves to help. He's not an Enneagram 2, which is a helper, which is kind of surprising. He is an Enneagram 9, which is a peacemaker, but that's a whole nother conversation. But he just loves to help. And so many times he will offer me help when I don't really need it. And sometimes I'm like, babe, like I appreciate that unsolicited advice, but I didn't ask for that. I don't need that. I don't need help. So all throughout this whole COVID ordeal, y'all, this has been so funny because the heroism in my husband has come to full light. He's like, you need to be taking this medication and this medication and this medication, and this is what you need to do. And I'm like, Sean, like I, I, I research, I'm a researcher. Okay, I know what these medications do. I know what the active ingredients are. I know how the active ingredients work with each other. And I don't want to take a medication that is supposed to help me with eight symptoms when I only have one. And he's like, but you need it. It's going to help you. And I'm like, but I don't, though. And and honestly, I've already got like this other set of medications that I had like researched and I want to take these. And he's like, no, you need to take these. And so we, then we get into this argument over what medications I'm supposed to take for my body. 
and I love him. His intentions are great. But you guys, how many times do we do that in our relationships? Like people don't ask us for our help, but we're like, no, this is what you need to do. I'm going to help you. I'm going to force you to do what I think you should do because I love you. And it is love and it is sweet, but it's not effective. Okay. So number two, provide help if needed. If your husband, wife, partner comes to you and says, listen, babe, you know what? I'm really struggling in this area and I really need you to hold me accountable. I'm laughing over here because, again, I'm sorry. I'm not picking on my wonderful husband here. But there were times, he no longer does this, by the way, but there were times in our relationship when he would be like, nope, mm -mm, you cannot have that sweet thing at night. And I'd be like, what? And he'd be like, no, 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 because you need to lose weight. And I'd be like, excuse you? He'd be like, no, 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 no. Like, you told me. Remember, remember you told me that you wanted to lose weight? And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And he's like, so you can't have that sweet thing. And I'm like, listen to me. Give me the sweet thing, okay? Give it to me. If I decide I want to eat this at 1030 at night, I can eat this. And you better not ever tell me that I need to lose weight again. All right. So, hey, provide help if needed. Number three, provide feedback. You've got to be willing to provide feedback on the positives and the negatives. Sometimes, you guys, we think providing feedback is like, I'm going to tell you all the things that you're doing wrong. I'm going to give you all the critique. And I'm going to give you all the criticism in the name of love because this is feedback. But if you're going to help to keep someone accountable, then you have to be willing to provide positive and negative feedback. So when you see your spouse doing something really good, tell them, tell them. You guys have no idea how many couples that I work with. And I'll say this to them. What is your win? We talk about wins and losses all the time in coaching. What, what good thing happened this week? And one spouse would be like, well, you know, I did this really good thing. And then I'll look at the other spouse and I'm like, that's awesome. Did you tell him or her how great that was? And they'd be like, no. Feedback. You have to provide feedback. We all work off of feedback. If someone is telling you you're doing a great job, you're doing a great job, we're more motivated to do more of the things that get that positive feedback. On the flip side, if all we hear is negative feedback, then unfortunately, you all, we're going to acquiesce to that as well. So if you're wanting to hold your spouse accountable then give them affirmation when they're doing well. And I think we need to talk more about the positive than we do the negative. It doesn't mean that we ignore the negative because obviously if they've made themselves accountable to you, then you have to be willing to provide that. I was in a relationship with someone. It was a a platonic friendship. And this person wanted me to keep them accountable in their sexuality. They were not married and they were being tempted. Okay, that's totally normal and fine. All right, they were being tempted. So when I would ask certain questions of this person, they would become very defensive and offended because I was asking them things like, did you drink when you went to so-and-so's house? Did you take an overnight bag when you went over there? Like to me, these are kind of like basic questions, right? You said you wanted me to keep you accountable. So this is what I do. So I really didn't understand why the attitude when I'm just trying to help you out. You said to me that you needed help. So I'm just trying to help you. And this is what happens when people say they want to be held accountable, but they're really not open to feedback. If you're going to give your spouse feedback, then make sure again that they are willing to receive that feedback and make sure, of course, that they are willing to be accountable to you. And then finally, y'all, and we've got to talk about this one, is that you have to be willing to follow through on your consequences. 
consequences, Dana. That sounds so serious. That sounds almost parental. And this is the deal. Consequences are a part of life. I teach my children that with every choice comes a consequence. You know, think about it. Again, if I'm going to have that strawberry daiquiri at 1030 at night, I'm going to have some consequences because of that. They might not be horrible consequences, but I can't be saying I want to lose weight and I'm eating sugar at 1030 at night. Choices have consequences. So what happens in a marriage or in a relationship when someone makes a choice and then you don't follow through with the consequence is they, A, learn to not respect you, and B, they learn that what you say doesn't really matter and they can really just do whatever they want to do and still, quote, be accountable to you. So we have to be willing to follow through on whatever consequences. And we don't have time in this particular episode to get into that. We did touch on that in the boundaries conversation. So again, if you haven't already listened to that episode, go back and listen to episode 49. But there has to be consequences in marriage. If someone decides that they are just going to completely defile the marriage and they're going to completely just disregard you as a spouse, there has to be consequences and you have to be willing to follow through with whatever those consequences are. So this was like rapid fire on accountability. I understand that. I do want to try to keep these episodes short. Just to recap, there are many areas in our marriages where we need to be accountable where we need our spouse to hold us accountable. I gave you four areas, but of course, there are many more areas other than decisions, finances, sexuality, and technology. But then I also gave you a four-step plan, thanks to FocusU.com, on how to be accountable. See it, own it, solve it, do it. So you guys, I hope this episode is going to help you to take your marriages to the next level, to begin to incorporate accountability as a welcome visitor, not like an expired tenant, okay, but a welcome visitor in your relationship because without true accountability, there can truly be no trust. And that's where trust comes in. Accountability helps your partner, your spouse to trust you. It helps you to be a trustworthy person. So embrace accountability and all of its facets in your marriage. Well, you all, if you want the show notes of this podcast, you can find them at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 105. And I would love to hear back from you. So hit me up in my DMs on Instagram, or you can always email me at info at danashay.com, I-N-F-O at danashay.com, if this episode especially meant something to you. Thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Again, big news, big news. I'm excited. I will see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.